Live from London, this is the Saturday Lunch with Joseph Hammond. It's been a while, um, and I'll probably explain why it's uh, been a while since I've done a show in this show, because I just said show twice in a row in the same sentence. I'm going to be talking today about autistic burnout. Um, I've been experiencing it recently, and I wanted to pass on my experiences in case it helps others. Live from London. This is the Saturday Lunch with Joseph Hammond on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Okay, so, um, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? So, um, you know, I'm not um, going to be expecting very much traction or live listeners uh, today, but if um, this um, recording gets out to people and um, it helps anyone else who has perhaps experienced autistic burnout or is um, or has someone they know who is struggling with autistic burnout, then maybe if we share each other's experiences, it might help because it's still affecting me. Um, and it's probably going to be affecting me for a while yet. Um, it's, it's not something that you can predict um, that's going to happen. And well, it can be a result of a lot of things. For me, it's a result of some um, personal difficulties and um the fact that I'm going to be having to change uh, jobs in July unexpectedly, which is uh, going to, which has been been very tough on me. Um, so I wanted to talk a bit about what I've been going through. I wanted to talk a bit about um, what autistic burnout is, the difference between it and depression. And um, just generally how I think without knowing it was that I may have experienced it in the past. And well, what the general advice is about how to help yourself and what I'm trying to do to help myself. And, you know, it's 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 going to be a long road. Um, but this too shall pass, as they say. So everybody experiences burnout at some point, or I should say that burnout on its own is can, can happen to anyone. And burnout me, uh, means that you've overworked yourself to the point where you're to the point where you're exhausted and have nothing more to give and you just need a break or you need something to change. Um, and this can happen to anyone. The difference um, between typical burnout and autistic burnout is that autistic burnout is when 
is is the result of specific things and also the result of and 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 affects people like me in different ways so the number one reason and the number one thing that autistic uh, burnouts can result from is if people have been masking and um to an extent there are many things in life where you especially people on the spectrum have to make a conscious effort to not um Sorry, I'm my I've I've got ulcers on my tongue, so I might be a bit all over the place today. But and I'm still struggling with uh with this with this burnout, so I'm doing my best here. Um, the where was I? Uh yeah, the um, the there are lots of situations where whereby you have to mask in social situations when you're out and about when you're learning new things when you're trying to navigate a world that's designed for neurotypical people and you often have to learn and you often have to learn these things the hard way either by messing it up and making a mistake or by doing things or or just by somebody having to teach it to you. And that's where, that's what masking is. When you suppress things that are not natural to you, like your stimming or your, um, or the way in which you speak or, you know, making an effort to make eye contact with somebody or, you know, just just going against what are to you natural instincts, and that is um, a really tough thing to get your head around, and a really tough thing to do if you're on the spectrum. That's called masking, and when and and autistic burnout typically, um, it it typically surfaces when that person doesn't have the mental or physical capacity to mask anymore and so they have to enter almost a state of hibernation a state that feels a lot like depression but again there are differences between autistic burnout and depression now autistic burnout itself is not something that is officially medically diagnosed it's um but it's something that has been picked up on by some mental health and um and some professionals and actually there is a page a couple of pages on the national autistic society website about it so even though it's not an official medical term yet, it is still something that has been acknowledged by many professionals. Um, and yeah, it's my 
my own experiences, I mean, in I, I think I have experienced this in the past, but I sort of had to learn a lot more about myself in order to understand that this is um, what I am going through and that this is how how it's going to be for a while um, until I can resolve the problems that I'm facing or until, you know, I can, I can ride it out or get some help and support. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know how it's all going to end and I don't know whether it will, um, be at the mo at the moment, it, I, it's hard to see a future where this will pass, even though logically I know it will. And I guess, you know, talking about it now is a kind of therapy for me in a way, because even though I currently don't have any live listeners, um, I know that each episode of Teachers Talk Radio is downloaded by um, a, a couple of hundred times. So if um, if my experiences um, have helped you in any way, then that's then that's great. But also just um, me talking about it to the uh, Internet <laughs> um, is kind of a therapy in a way for me. Um, because, well, I can get my emotions out and then my logical brain can actually start to take over and sort of see the things that need to happen in order to get through this um, tough period. And it's... Is something that is something that I think many many autistic people will experience, even if they don't realise it. Um, and because you know, life is tough. Life is um, life is tough anyway, but it's especially tough if you're not neurotypical. If you are neurodiverse, then some of the simplest, some of the thing, things that are super simple for um, neurotypical people are big challenges if you're on the spectrum or if you're neurodiverse. And there's, and you know, you while there are there are many people that do. Um, if you're if you're a you know, high functioning autistic or Asperger's, so I don't like using the word Asperger's, and there's a good reason why. Um, then it might not come across that you struggle with these skills because you might be able to mask it and you might be able to do it, but it takes more effort than people realise, and that's where burnout happens because. Or autistic burnout is where all this effort is tiring you out mentally and physically more so than 
perhaps even you realize yourself or other people realize and then from there it just it just spirals until you get to a point where you regress and it's sometimes called autistic regression as well um and yeah the the national autistic society officially recognizes this um as something that affects people on the spectrum and can affect anyone of any age um and if um looking at the national autistic society website it's um defined as um increased meltdowns and sensory sensitivity physical pain and headaches physical shutdown including the loss of speech um it can also result in things like loss of skills and um and and things that you could do before but are now struggling to do so um and that's where and that's a tough thing to navigate you have to um you have to really certain things like self typical self-care become massive burdens become really hard things to be able to do i know that's not unique to autistic burnout that's also a symptom of other things like um med uh depression and uh anxiety and other mental health challenges and um but it is something that we experience i've got a caller did not expect this um so the way in which i have to the way in which i've been navigating this is i guess it was kind of lucky that it happened it started towards the end of east holidays ah hello lydia And nope. <laughs> that, that. Um, so the um so yeah, uh, the way that I've experienced it is I've tried to um I've tried to during the Easter holidays I basically didn't do much at all. I played video games um i rested i barely did anything and for a while i just needed to do that now that can be a challenge in itself because um there's a lot of um because if you take time off and you don't keep up the communication with others then you you just end up you end up your your relationships and um your life ends up suffering and this is the biggest challenge you know you can't um how how does how does an employer 
cope without your job role, but also uh, without without you, but also sort of look after you and cover for you. Um, and that can be that sense of guilt as a result, even though you are. And for for about a week, this is how I felt. I felt like I wasn't fit to do my job, to do my role. The main reason being that I can't show the children that I'm struggling with burnout and that I'm really upset and that and that um, I'm going through all sorts of negative emotions. I can't do that. Um, so that's where... I had to, um, well, I had to. I had to try and look after myself. And you do, you do feel guilty if you're not feeling productive. Um, but it's like you don't have a choice. And this is how I felt. Um, you know, the and and it's still a struggle because I do. Uh, I am at the moment struggling with the. Uh, non-teaching parts of my job you know the the paperwork the admin those things i'm struggling because there's some new there's some new concepts that i'm having to get to grips with um that right now because it's out of my routine because it's a new thing and i'm struggling with burnout autistic burnout it's something that it's something that I'm struggling with and I feel like it's not going to be good enough no matter what I do because of how I'm feeling right right now. Um, but the teaching parts, because I really care deeply about the kids I teach and I, genu- I, I really genuinely love the kids I teach and, you know, I, I want... I want them to succeed. I want them to have the best school experience they can. Um, this is where, that's where I'm doing um, at my best. That's where I'm at my best. That's where I can, I can feel like myself when I'm happy, when I'm in a mentally in a good place. Um, but when I'm not doing that, I, it's just a slump. And I know I can't be with, uh, be with the kids I teach all the time. Obviously they're not my own children. Um, it, uh, uh, and I, I do need to rest as well. It is very, it's still, it's a very, it can feel like a very lonely thing. And it can feel like you don't have any control over your emotions. And, you know, that's something that is typical for autistic people, that emotional regulation is a struggle. And it's it's amplified when you're suffering from burnout. Uh, from autistic burnout and so that's been 
that that's been that's been a lot of what my experience has been and um and if you read up about it then you can kind of see the similarities with depression with anxiety with um other mental health issues but it is very specific um so at the moment i'm um the the cause of this for me has been changes that are out of my control and and so i'm struggling as a result but it can also be a cause of where where you're at having to having to mask a lot having to um suppress your stims having to uh having to deal with new social situations or just any social situations in general that take a lot of effort um a sense of not meeting other people's or society's expectations of them that's a big one for me because i'm really i set high expectations of myself and i know i'm good at what i do um but if I feel like I'm not performing that up to standard, or if I feel like other people are judging me negatively, then that is that's I can't I'm I struggle to cope with that. Um. So, what are the recommended things that people can do to um, recover? Well, the main thing is time off rest and relaxation now this is a hard one because i feel like i've already had a lot of time off rest and relaxation with the easter holidays and with a few sick days and just doing less over the um weekends or um bank holidays and things like that but it still feels like not enough sometimes um and if you are still working as i am trying to take regular breaks and trying to reduce the level of expectations that are on you and this won't be easy for everyone it depends what job you're in i mean for me personally i think although i haven't mentioned this i i have told my colleagues that i am struggling with this at the moment um making reducing the level of ex uh, reducing expectations now if you have a school that is supportive of people's mental health then they should take that into account and i think although i haven't specific mentioned any specific needs um although I feel like I'm letting some people down. No one's told me that I'm letting them down. Um, and I guess no news is good news, but I can never be sure. And that's an anxiety thing. Um, and so, yeah, redu so reducing expectations, time off and rest and time 
enjoying your special uh, your special interests. So I've been playing, I've been gaming a lot more recently than than I than I had been, and you know, I I always I always make time for video games at certain points during the week because it's something that I enjoy doing. But um, as as I got busier and I had purposeful duties to perform and things I was doing, there became less time for that. I've now been spending more time doing that because it kind of, to an extent, sets my mind at ease. And it wouldn't for everybody, but that's that's my thing um, that can that can do it. Now, you could argue that actually that's a bad habit to get into if you want to recover but if it's a if it's a special interest and there's no unkindness involved and you're not taking out your anger on other people which I'm not I don't do I don't do that um so I've been the games I've been playing have been very much single player non-competitive um type type games you know so, some have had tough challenges but while I might have used to have gotten angry if I lost a, a game occasionally, I don't tend to do that anymore. And if I feel myself getting like that, I'll stop. Um, so, you know, that's that's something I've been doing, been doing a lot more. Thankfully, I've still managed to go to my um, orchestra and I've still managed to enjoy that. So that's been that's been good. It's been tough persuading myself to go there and not just go home and hide from everyone and everything but I've managed it um and so yeah that's the um those are the those are the main things to do with autistic burnout and my experiences and what is typically understood about it um now It'll be different for everybody, but it won't. Um, but um, but just generally, that is what that is what is um, that is what's going on in people's heads, like in my head, in in other people's heads uh, when they when they suffer from it, and. I hope that in talking about this, not only can it help people who might be struggling with this um, as a result, it might also help if you have students who are on the spectrum who you feel might be experiencing what I've just talked about. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about that after um, I have played the news and um, adverts and two minute tech. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more.
imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, You'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. The Evening Standard reports that the Department for Education has announced new powers to shut down unsafe and illegal schools. The DfE admitted that its previous work on closing unsafe independent schools had been slow. Under the new powers, the Education Secretary would be able to suspend registration of a school where there were serious safeguarding failings which pose a risk. The suspension would be enforced through a new criminal offence where the school's proprietor would be held responsible if they kept the school open. The new legislation will be outlined in the Queen's speech next week, but has already been welcomed by Ofsted's Chief Inspector, Amanda Spielman. A school in Fleetwood has triumphed in an interactive literacy competition involving schools all over Britain. The Gazette in Fleetwood reports on the success of its Year 8 team from Cardinal Allen Catholic High School, who took part in the Word Mania 2022 event. The event was organised by Literacy Planet. Pupils from across the UK in Year Groups 1 to 9 were challenged to arrange words from a set of 15 randomly chosen letters in three minutes. Although students from over 2,500 schools across 68 countries were involved, the teams were directly competing against those from their own country. The competition was created to support pupils developing a passion for words and language. Schools Week focuses on further delays to the publication of accessible versions of the government's SEND review. It's almost six weeks since the launch of the Green Paper, but it has yet to be produced in British Sign Language and easy read versions. 
This has prompted comments that it has excluded some of the communities it seeks to support from participating in the consultation process. When it was published on March 29th, it was stated by the DfE that accessible versions would be available in early April. Whilst a large print version and braille versions are available, other versions have not yet been provided. Children's Minister Will Quince apologised for the delay in Parliament last week and said he was considering extending the consultation deadline to ensure all voices were heard. In Nigeria, Professor Patrick Lumumba, delivering the 30th anniversary lecture of Delta State University, spoke about Africans' need to embrace education to revolutionise the way they think. Professor Lumumba stated that the founding fathers of Africa had embraced colonial education, thinking it would end diseases, poverty and ignorance, but that instead it had been used to divide Africans. In his speech, he said colonials told us our language was primitive, told us that our gods were not God, but if we continue to worry about Africa, we will continue to make mistakes. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, last week I told you about security certificates and how the padlock is not a symbol of a website being secure, but the transmission being encrypted. This week we go a step further and ask how do criminals use this against us? They use something called a subdomain. Just as the prefix sub means below or under, the subdomain is a key to this scam, and it can look legitimate to the untrained eye. Subdomains are a way to divide a website into more manageable chunks. For example, for TT Radio, a subdomain could be named Listen. This would read www.listen.ttradio.org. This could be pointed at somewhere other than the main website, for example, Podbean, and allow simple redirection for the user of the website. The issue we face is cyber criminals understand subdomain system and exploit it. So if I were to buy a domain called bank.com and create a subdomain for all popular banks in the UK or even the world, and obviously buy a security certificate, I could create copies of banks' web pages on each subdomain and the address would read, for example, HTTPS, oh, it's secure, www.halifax.bank.com. The difference being you're now going to a subsection of my website, bank.com, which happens to be named after a bank. I now start a campaign of emails and texts with a warning to as many people as I possibly can. To make you panic and click without thinking too much, I also add a bit of time pressure into the mix. How does this sound? Halifax Alert, you've just paid Steve Woods £500. If this transaction was not organised by you, you have five minutes to log in and cancel. I'm even kind enough to give you the link https www.halifax.bank.com. From there, I collect your login details and empty your bank. Clever, isn't it? How do we stop this? Always contact your bank directly, not through a link that is sent to you. If unsure, stop and think. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Okay, so um, there we go. Um, yeah, that was um, that was a very helpful um, two-minute tech there, actually. Thanks, Steve. Uh, right, so where was I? I was going to talk about um, how um, hopefully sharing my experiences will help others 
um, understand what autistic burnout is and what to look for in their own students. If, if, if they're having increased regular meltdowns or they're not attending school as much or they used to be able to do things that perhaps they couldn't, they can't now seemingly out of nowhere that and it is it's a mystery that maybe there might be something else going on and that's um and 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 so looking for that in your students well maybe maybe that can be more perhaps more needs to be done in order to accommodate that kind of thing but it's it, it's difficult if you're working as 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 i am if you have a very important role that can even if your employer is able to cover for you you can still feel very guilty and i and and you know i do simply because i care about my kids um and I know there's many kids I teach who really get a lot of value out of um, the music that I do with them. But there's got to be a balance. Uh, there's, but also I know that I have to look after myself as well. So, fair a guide. Um, they also, as well as a guide for autistic adults, helping them understand themselves. The National Autistic Society also have a guide for professionals and a guide for parents and carers. Um, now, one thing that I think is hard for if you're experiencing it yourself, I know this has been a struggle for me, but also something that I think professionals and parents and carers might be able to do to help is using energy accounting. Now you might be able to do this with the student directly. It might help some people if they do do it themselves, but I feel like this is something that a trusted adult would be able to help the person suffering from autistic burnout do better. Um, and I guess it's about breaking it down into a system looking at how much um and there's and this isn't going to be an exact science but looking at how much they struggle with certain activities how much they struggle with certain times of the day and looking at how much energy overall they have and breaking it down so you can see that okay, maybe we need to skip this bit this week. Okay, maybe we need to give this a miss this week. Okay, so that person has now used up all their energy for the day. Um, and so we need to stop there. That's what energy accounting is, so that you can give it as much of a balance as, um, as you possibly can, so that, so that you can try and live as much of a normal life as possible without having to um 
without having to overwork yourself or well, burn yourself out. Um, and then, yeah, I guess if you have an autistic student or you're the parents of an autistic person, then reducing expectations because if people have overwhelming amount of expectations, then, well, I just said the word overwhelming. So the fact that it's overwhelming in the first place means that you're not going to, that it's going to be a struggle. So if you're a teacher and you have a student who you can see is clearly struggling, then reducing the expectations because I mean, in my in my case and in my teaching principles and philosophy, there the students' mental health is the number one priority. And if they are not happy, then they can't learn properly. Well, I, I say if they're not happy, that's the wrong way of putting it. If they're not in a mental state, if they're not in a stable mental state that is overall, um, that, that they're overall mentally well, then that's when they're going to be able to, to learn and engage with what you're doing as a teacher. If they're not, um, if they're in a poor mental state, well, they can't learn properly. They can certainly try, but it's going to take up a lot, and I mean a lot, of their energy, and they might not last long. Now, um, it's, yeah, it's very, uh, and, and it's, and that's a tough one because, um, I mean, I could, I could never personally, I, I would never want to work for a school that doesn't care about its own students' mental health or that it, or care about its own, um, its students' well-being or its staff well-being. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. If, if, if exam results are the most important thing in that school, then it's not the school for me. And I think that, and I would want, I would want my students to not feel that they have to mask in front of me. And I think, and that, that can look a little bit, um, that can feel and look a little bit interesting, actually, because if, um, say, so let's say a child's having a meltdown, right? And that child, uh, uh, yeah, let's say that student's having a meltdown and they can't cope. Um, but they're, but they're having a meltdown. If it seems like they're masking in front of one person, but they're having a meltdown with you, then actually 
and it's the same with lots of kids actually that can actually mean that you're the person that they feel safe with and that can be quite a powerful thing it's the same with let's say a nursery child um a, a you know a young two or three year old who's been struggling with um self uh, with self-regulation who might try and snatch things off other children who um is just feeling very frustrated and angry and actually they just want to feel they just want to feel safe and they just maybe want you know a uh a, a cuddle from a trusted adult if you're working in a childcare setting then that means they feel safe with you and i feel like yeah, if sometimes that can be the same with some autistic people. Sometimes they just can't control meltdowns and they'll just do it and it in that moment it won't matter to them who's around. But at other times they might only melt down and have restraint collapse when there's certain adults uh, there's certain people around like their parents or another trusted adult and that actually can happen to anyone um i've seen it happen many times with many students where um i i am um, yeah i remember a couple of students where they would they would be very well behaved in school then when they ever they were with their parents they would just have complete and utter restraint collapse. And there would be upset, whining, meltdowns. And I guess because that's their safe person, that's their safe space, they feel that um, they feel that they need to let out all the frustration that they felt or they, they feel that they need to let out all of their all of all of their anxiety on that safe person and i think so when when we're talking about autistic burnout having that space where they can do that is 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 key and for me personally I know a lot of uh, a lot of time alone has helped to an extent, though I also know that I don't want to feel too alone and not see people at all because, well, loneliness is really bad for anyone's mental health. And as much as sometimes I want to just be by myself and be in my own company, I also, even as an autistic adult, I still desire connection with people who who I who share my interests, who share my passions, my goals, who who you know see me in a positive light. Um, and I'm not going to, although sometimes in my emotional brain, 
it can feel like I don't have anyone like that. Um, there are many people who have seen me at my best and know what I'm capable of. And if I ask them for something specific, they may well be able to help me. Um, now it's I well one of the that's one of the hardest things that I find is asking people for help. And if I if I know that I feel like that is something that I try and do with students who are perhaps quite shy or you know lacking in confidence and you know not all autistic meltdowns are outward sometimes they shut down and it's inward it's inward shutting down that's um that's the way that they cope with overwhelming emotions and when they uh, and so when they do that they may not have the capacity to ask for help so without perhaps without directly asking them if if that makes them uncomfortable but if you know a way of helping that person in some way then it's worth then then maybe you could secretly do it so there there's it's a very it's a very complicated thing autism is complicated and mental health is complicated and so, so is all of these things that I'm talking about um but there's, I feel like with the right structure and with the right people, there are things that we can do to help. Um, and there might be, it might take a lot of trial and error and it might, there might be, some th some things where there might be some times where it doesn't feel right but if if you if you have the determination to help then you'll find a way now yeah actually that's reminded me of something so I'm just going to go to facebook because I want to read out a post by a um a friend who runs a um minecraft server for autistic people um and recently he posted um about um having to remove somebody from the server um a player who basically was causing a lot of difficulties and how awful it feels to do that because but they knew that but he knew that he and his staff could not help them um because this these players had no felt they had no choice but to spread their 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 drama um and their problems and make it public and you know gi giving them lots of chances to redeem themselves but then they can't control their anger and they just have to express it in public but 
the reason why that player then has to be removed is because it affects all the other players who just want a calm, not a friendly place to um, to cope with their day-to-day lives and come and relax. And can you imagine how hard that is? And I, I'd imagine that's how hard it is if to for a professional or a or a place or a local authority or anyone to to admit or to find the right setting for a particular child or student who's struggling and i've said this before on my show there's got to be a balance you know a particularly violent student for example if that's their way of <laughs> is if if that's their way of expressing their needs and their attention well you can't allow that if that student is a danger to other students the um the needs of the many have to outweigh the needs of the few in that case and you have to find a setting where that person can cope and that's why it can feel like a fight for a lot of special needs parents and um i do so that's a that's a tough decision now a lot of what i described in autistic burnout and i'm going to move on to this can feel like depression and it can feel like depression but the difference is i haven't lost interest in any of the things that I enjoy doing. It's just harder for me to have the energy to do them. And it's harder for me to have the energy to do things things that I enjoy. I still want to be able to do them and I still have interest. Whereas typically when you are depressed, you um, lose interest and you feel apathetic about everything. Autistic burnout, you almost feel overly emotional and you lose your emotional regulation. Um, And with autistic burnout, rest and time off is key to recovery. Whereas with depression, gradually coming out of your shell is the key to recovery. And you know, and and in both, there's a lot of anxiety, you know. actually mornings have been some of the hardest parts of my days recently while while going through this autistic burnout um i have managed to get up i have managed to go to work um which actually now that i'm talking about this it's a big achievement that i've managed to do that and i think that um In any mental health difficulty, you have to celebrate the small victories. And it can be hard to do that. But I guess, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, in a way, this is my way of celebrating the things that I actually have been able to do, even though I've been suffering from this um, debilitating um, mental state. Um, That today... I finally managed to get on Teachers Talk Radio and do and record and do my show. 
um even though you know i haven't had many live listeners um i hope that at least one person who might be listening or who downloaded might hear um might hear something that helps them if they've got a student who's struggling with autistic burnout in some way um so yeah i think that is um pretty much everything that i have to say on the topic and um it is it is a difficult thing to get through it's a difficult thing to um it's is a very difficult time overall and if you've been listening all the way well done i know it probably hasn't been the easiest episode to listen to, uh, certainly of mine or of Teacher Sort Radio in general, because I've had a lot of pauses. I've had a lot of um, moments to think and I've gotten sidetracked a few times. I realise that, but I'm um, hoping to slowly get back into this. Um, uh, normally I go on until 2.30, but I don't um feel like i should do that today because i don't want to overwhelm myself especially since i'm on a slow recovery from autistic burnout um what i do want to finish with though is if there's anybody listening who is also on the autistic spectrum i found a facebook group recently uh called nd slash autistic teachers and school staff um and yeah i haven't been in it for long but i feel like connect personally connecting with other teachers and school staff from around the world who are neurodiverse and who are on the spectrum is really going to help i mentioned a month or so ago that I found um, the Autistic School Staff Project. Um, and it's great to see and hear from other people's experiences of teachers who are neurodiverse and who are on the autistic spectrum, because um, I feel like even though I, and I know from my own personal experiences, given the right circumstances, given the right subjects, and all, all these things that I know that I can be a really good teacher. Um, I've proven that many times to people. Um, but so often the circumstances aren't right and that can cause problems. But even though it isn't a job that's typically recommended for those on the spectrum because it's a very social job in many ways, actually, autistic people can be very talented teachers and autistic students are often very much worth your time um this is just one aspect that um can affect anybody any autistic student burnout affects everybody autistic burnout probably at some point will affect every per autistic person in some way um and it's just knowing what the signs are just like anything 
knowing what the signs are and knowing how to support that student um and hopefully the inst uh, the, the the school or institution or club or whatever it is that that students attending and those adults are working for will give those people the tools that they need and on that note i am going to finish my show there normally i'd go on until half two but um i have to uh i have to take it slow um i am still recovering from autistic burnout so thank you if you've downloaded this thank you if you've listened live hopefully you've got something out of this and i'll see you when i see you next you've been listening to teachers talk radio tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org we look forward to hearing from you next time on teachers talk radio